0: This is the BAM School Podcast, where we talk about business, adventure, and mission with your host, Buddy Rathmell. All right, Buddy Rathmell here with my friend and guest today, Matt Kay. He is operating in Southeast Asia. He runs runs a company, has just been invited to be CEO of another company, and we go way back uh, about 10 years. Uh, We were neighbors for a long time, and then uh, Matt ran away to parts of the world unknown, and uh, but it's super fun. I'm excited to have you here. Matt, um, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and your journey to this point.
1: Hey, great buddy, thanks for having me. It's actually scary to think it's been closer to 12 years. Wow. But uh, it's great to catch up. And yeah, a little bit about myself. I have been in South Asia now working and or living for over 25 years and it's been a tremendous journey and I came over in 1996 with my daughter, who was 10 months old. Now she's 26. My son is 23, and he was born in South Asia. And it's just, it's been a tremendous journey. The Lord made it very clear to my wife and I that when in college, we were to go overseas and live and work in a place where people don't have the same opportunity that we have in North America. And we went in faith, not knowing where we would end up and what it would look like today.
0: Yeah. What have been some of the, um, the big adventures for you along the way?
1: Oh, there's been so many. I I mean, I would just summarize in general, it has been the best 25 plus years in our life and the hardest, but it's never, our calling and passion to be over here has never changed. When When I think of adventures, I mean, there's just so many things, but overall we've had the privilege as a family to travel extensively, partly because our visa force us to leave every so many months and we'd have to go to different places and go back to the U.S. And we we have had the privilege to raise our kids in many different countries. And the exciting thing is we could take our kids even as teenagers and drop them anywhere in the world, anywhere and they could get home. Yeah. And so that's extremely exciting. And it's actually shaped their world. And we're seeing now it's a huge benefit as they start getting into uh, the workforce.
0: Yeah. I, I a couple years ago, I, I took my kids back from the mall in America, and I had left a girl that was like 16 at the bookstore to wait for her parents. And I get home, and my friend from America was like, you left her at the mall? And I'm like, yeah, she's 16 at Barnes & Noble. I think she'll be fine. <laughs> and we put our 15- and 17-year-old a couple years ago on the plane in America. They flew back here to, to Thailand, and they got home from the airport. They got groceries. My son you know, got a transportation to immigration, did all their paperwork for them and they lived for 12 days on their own. And so it's just a different world that our, our kids live in. Um,
1: well, buddy, you remember the time, uh, Masha and I, when we were living in Thailand near you and, and we had a off to some conference for a week or so and our housing option for the kids fell through. And I just probably didn't call. I probably texted you said, <laughs> buddy, I'm leaving and my kids obviously are going to be in a the house. They're nearby. They're high school kids. Uh, just keep an eye on them. And, you know, in America, we would never do that. And we didn't even think twice. Yeah. So that's just how it is over in the part of where we live. It's, it's completely different. And our kids are capable of surviving. Yeah.
0: It's, I think it's, it's a huge, um, yeah, it's a really fun thing for them and for us as well. Like, yeah, the travel has definitely been one of the cool pieces, um, of, you know, the side benefits of living the, the life that we do. So how did you get started in business back in the day? What was your entry into business?
1: Yeah, I, my background is business. I trained a business. I worked in corporate world for four years, but always with the plan to go overseas to do what we're doing. But I did have the training and uh, you know, on hands experience. When we came overseas we really wanted to come in a holistic way. We we didn't Know all the terminology that's been created today, but we were called by God to come overseas and serve the community we're living in and provide jobs and talk very openly about what it means to follow Christ and to have a relationship with Him. And so when we came, we came with that plan. But, you know, to start a, co- a company in your own country is one thing and extremely difficult, and success rate is very difficult in general. We'll take that into another culture, it's exponential. So we started slow. We, we first started with a handicraft company with uh, some colleagues and we saw it grow. We pulled out. That went on for actually 20 years. And then we started looking at other opportunities. And at the same time, we're learning language and culture. We're trying to raise our kids overseas. I was asked at the same time getting my master's. So so much was going on. But we were looking for key opportunities. And eventually we saw this idea. What if we start? an IT company, but not just any IT company, a company in a part of the uh, part of the place where we're living that doesn't have an IT company, where people would have to leave their family and leave their community to go to a bigger city. And we thought, what if we start there? Because then they'll stay yeah. and we can have more impact and get to know them longer. So it was a vision that came actually when we were in language school. And five years later, we started it with just one employee and by God's grace, it's grown to two offices and nearly 180 employees over 18 years.
0: Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, it's been it's been neat to see you know the last 12 years or whatever to be able to see you on this journey and um, just yeah, great what God has done through you guys. What are um, some verses or quotes that kind of motivate you, keep you on on target, on task?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'll just tell you directly what's in our employees. Handbook, we call it our office policy, and every employee who joins us knows our values and, and what we believe and stand for. And I'll just share that because okay. that's really answers your question. Our, our our um well, we follow the golden rule in Matthew 7:12. So in everything do to others, what you'd have them do to you. Every single person in our office can quote the golden rule. And often we are having uh, discussions in teams or with individuals and saying how do we handle the situation and often even with clients will say you know this is how we handle the situation because of the golden rule and most people have heard of the golden rule they may not be able to quote it our team can quote it the other one is the the greatest commandment Matthew 22 37 love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself those both go hand in hand and again often we have conversations with our colleagues, with clients if need be, about why do we do what we do and how do we make decisions. It's the golden rule and the greatest commandment. Now on top of that, we have core values that we live by and work by. And again, I'm taking this directly from our office manual. Core values is love God. He created us for a purpose and his thoughts towards us are good. Love our teammates. We work together, encouraging each other through good times and challenges. Love our clients, listen, understand, consult, proactively serve our clients, treating them as we want to be treated. That comes from what we just talked about a few minutes ago. And finally, love creating solutions. We love building technology that solves complex needs. And that's our passion.
0: Cool. Who's your bread and butter client?
1: Oh, yeah. So I'll just try and recapture it. So when we started out, we really were just trying to figure out how to even find clients So we just went out there and networked with friends and families and so forth. And we did that really for eight years and grew the company very, very slowly because we're still trying to figure this out. And after about eight years, we figured, you know, we actually have to have a sales and marketing team and all that. And so now we've developed a team of us salespeople. It's, and we have a business development team and our ideal client. There's a couple of them. One is we love working with web agencies and small it companies. Uh, because we can be their development team. That, that is something we're passionate about. Yeah. Uh, design agencies are great in design. We're great in development. We can help them execute. They don't have to have a, a whole team over in the U.S. that's quite expensive to maintain when they're slow. They can just hire us project by project. IT companies, the same thing. We can help them scale. We love helping companies scale. Now that we're large enough and we're working in various technologies, they may not work in a technology that the client would like the solution to be built in, they can hire us versus hiring people in the US. We work very collaborative. We love to work with startups, love to help entrepreneurs take their idea and have it become reality. We're very consultative and because of that, a startup will come to us and say, hey, I wanna build this Airbnb type of site. And I'm like, no problem, it's $3 million. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's absurd. I'm like, well, you can't build a site that big and expect it to be cheap. Yeah. And by the way, even if you had the money, we wanted to agree to build it until we did an MVP, a minimal viable product. Let us help you build something that you can go out and test, get feedback, and then we'll help you scale it. We love those type of clients and projects because we're consultative. And now we're starting to get into enterprise clients, building huge applications for companies that are you know, able to scale. Yeah. Those are kind of the areas we're focusing on. And uh, one other thing I want to mention is we do have, besides our employees here that are from the community, we do have, well, I think, almost six uh, families from the U S and three to three more are coming. So we, one of our value props is we actually have expats from our home culture where most of our clients are from embedded into the company. And our, our our team is trained and in in the Western standard, if you will, but also every client has a relationship manager who is an American and that's huge. So you're not, you're not parting with a company that, is it over where we are and it's like this black hole yeah
0: that's really cool so what have been some of the toughest challenges either business-wise or personally over you know the last 25 years what are some of the those dark moments that you had to persevere through
1: i mean anytime building a business there are ups and downs and you have to make hard decisions and i think they're hard. Yeah. And I can remember, I, even buddy, we talked when we were in Thailand, we were working through right-sizing the company during the downturn and struggles, and it's hard. Yeah. But I think how you do it is so important, yeah. and it speaks volumes to those uh, core values that I shared with you that our, our colleagues were watching. Yeah. And, and God actually gave us more opportunities during those very difficult, hard times to talk truth that comes from Scripture and to actually... Uh, show how it is in action and so I used to get stressed out when there were challenges And hard things and now I look at them as amazing opportunities to live out our faith both in word and deed Now I don't pray for challenges. Yeah, but they they do happen. I will say personally, you know As I mentioned in the beginning, it's been the best 25 plus years and the hardest, you know Lord has protected us kept us close as a family, but it's tough. It's tough raising kids overseas Yeah in our culture and, you know, through the challenges and through schooling challenges, we had to leave for seven years. And that was the hardest decision I had to make. You know, my wife said, we have to figure this out. I said, give me till the kids get start high school. We'll make a decision. And God is sovereign. And because of that, I met you, buddy, because we moved to Thailand yeah. for our kids' schooling. And it was outstanding. And I was still involved in our company. So, yeah, tough decisions. But we did this together as a family and we did it with people surrounding us people who are coaching and mentoring us and building in our lives and i will just say this whole journey would be different if we didn't have people walking with us so important to have coaches and mentors yeah
0: yeah and i i can attest that you guys were very you're always looking to learn you're you know i remember sometimes you would you guys would take Jen and i out and say okay we have this situation what you know and yeah. what can we do in it and um yeah and willing to coach, willing to be coached. I think that's, yeah, that's great. Um, so are you um, are you talking at all about the new role that you're taking over this summer?
1: Yeah, I'm happy to uh, talk about it. I'll just talk about it without giving the name, but I'll, oh, I'll talk about what sure. I'm doing, absolutely. Yeah,
0: so what will you be doing uh, starting this summer?
1: Yeah, so it's a great question, buddy. And, and one thing I wanted to, to mention before I talk more about Another opportunity is I still will be involved in this company, but uh, my business partner, who I started the business with, we've been working for years to figure out how to free myself up because I'm a little older. I have about 10 years before I, quote, slow down in my mid 60s. And how do I want to invest the next 10 years? I could keep building what we're doing and love it. Actually, that's the easy thing. Yeah. Or should i consider what the lord has next for us which is one i want to describe but i will still remain involved in this company but pulling out of finance administration pulling out of customer relation stuff but playing a very key strategic role in recruiting recruiting people to work with us recruiting people to work with us in the us and lord willing recruiting potential clients yeah so cool i'll have my foot in the door but where i'm really going to devote my next 10 years for is really in the same space helping other companies there is a uh, a company out there that actually specializes in capitalizing companies for growth companies just like us that has proven the concept past startup and they need growth capital yeah so this company is a global invested fund supporting growth stage companies in the small and medium enterprise sectors across north africa the middle east and asia And the vision of this company is for a world of justice, kindness, and humility, and the mission is to support Christians and businesses as they build Christ-honored companies in challenging environments to contribute to economic, environmental, social, and spiritual transformations of the communities they serve. Basically, buddy, what we've had the privilege to do over the last several years, we want to help the next generation. I want to pour into them. Cool. And I, I think this company that's been doing it now for 20 years, the current CEO is going to step down as CEO. He's going to still remain involved in a, a very uh, important role of running the portfolio. But he and the board have asked me to come in and help lead the company, you know, for the next several years. And I can't think of a better opportunity and privilege. The things that I've been learning, I want to pass on others. And I'm delighted to do that with this company. And so by God's grace, uh, this will start officially in July. And I'll be kind of wearing two hats, but my main focus will be this, and just serving this whole community that is trying to figure out how to do this in a very holistic, God-honoring way. That's
0: really cool. I think I hadn't thought of this before, but I, now that you're talking about it, I think we you introduced me to the CEO of that company years ago. We had a meal um, at the BAM yeah. Global Congress, I think, 2013. So that's cool yeah. that you guys have... Um, your friendship has continued on all over the years and that they've um, yeah. brought you on into this um, next role as CEO. And We're honored. yeah, and both of your companies have just a really cool mission um, of, you know, it, transformation. You, obviously, you you have to be profitable to, to keep going, but <clears throat> a business that's serving a bigger purpose um, as you're going about it. So that's really cool that one that you've invested your life doing that, but also that you're, um, yeah, raising up this next generation. And you were doing that here too. You were, yeah. you were coaching and, um, you know, mentoring some of the younger couples that were involved in businesses mission. And um, so it's cool. Now not only will you bring your strategy and um, your mentoring and coaching, but your money as well, or your company's money, um, to be able to grow some of these. So that's that's really cool. I'm excited. Um,
1: yeah, we're very blessed and grateful. Um,
0: yeah. That's really cool. Just in, in, um, I know you call it like you talk about business for transformation. Um, businesses mission, whatever you call it, missional business. Um, what are some of the trends that you see going on in that industry right yeah. now?
1: Yeah. Well, like I, like I mentioned earlier, when we got into this, none of this terminology was a, a, around and I, I have no problem with it, but this was a deep calling God put on our lives. and we we had the privilege kind of in our generation to kind of move things forward now obviously many of us know that this has been going on for years and years centuries probably but what trends am i seeing now well when we started uh 25 years ago there weren't many people doing this yes there were people before us and we've learned from them but what's happening in the last 10, 15 years is a, n- a huge amount of people involved. Yeah. So the trend is for years, people were thinking to get into this space into to really work effectively, you have to start your own business. And that is not true. Out of 100 people who do business, only one is an entrepreneur. If you're not an entrepreneur, you should not be trying to start a business, let alone in a culture not of your own. Yeah. So what's a trend I'm seeing? There are many companies like ours who need business builders, people who can come in and serve. We have, like I said earlier, we have five families now and they get paid a salary. And we have three to four more coming and we'll take more yeah. because that's our mission and vision to, to not just grow the company, but to embed people with the same passion into the business that we have, because we cannot be available for 180 people plus. Yeah. So the trend is business builders are absolutely needed. Yeah. Second, another trend that's happening, it's very exciting, is this idea of succession planning. Are you planning for the future? Yeah. And you know, we didn't have a plan, yeah. and that's common for most people. But when I wanted to start pulling back, we had to figure that out. Yeah. So we'd spent a couple years figuring out, paid some consultant, People coach and mentor us, yeah, and so I see as other companies start maturing, they are going to go through the same process that I had the privilege to go through. and i I trust with my new role with this other investment company, we'll help others think about how to do successful planning properly so that the vision and mission continue on. i I see that as a very, very important trend. yeah, also, I see more people coming from other parts of the world to join companies. This is not just a Western North America thing. People from other parts of Asia, people from Latin America, people from Africa. I'm excited to see this happening. This is not a Western North American thing. Yeah. Actually, I think we've helped by God's grace set a foundation that others can join. We have someone coming from Guatemala. I am thrilled. They fit in so much better in this community than we do and they have a perspective that we just we don't understand because we're not from that area. So that's another trend seeing others from other nations come very exciting. Yeah.
0: One of the things I think that we'll see in the next few years, because it's it's gotten huge popularity in the US in the last two to three years um, is instead of starting a company, buying an existing company and then growing it from there. And (laughs) I think we'll start to see that some in the in the business's mission world where um, won't necessarily be going to a place to start a company, but buying, you know, and some people that, like, there's been people, um, you know, we both know a guy that's been doing that for years in other countries. Um, but it's, it hasn't been common. It definitely, it's been the far outlier. So I think that's something that we'll see coming down the road, um, in years to come.
1: I actually, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, when I started years ago, We didn't raise a lot of money because, and I'm glad we didn't because we didn't know what we were doing and we just kind of figured it out. But there is money out there. There are godly men and women from around the world who want to be involved in this type of work for the kingdom and for God's glory. And there is money out there for startups, for growth capital, to the point of spending hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to buy companies with a kingdom focus. Absolutely. I, I agree that's a trend and I and I think that's an exciting trend because, you know, I, I just hear this. I was in a conference years ago and I it, it was a it was a gentleman who was I'll, he was a tent maker, which is another trend we're seeing, you know, professionals mm-hmm. overseas. But he was in a, in a country uh, in the Middle East and, you know, the country was just recovering from a war. And and these companies, these companies, these individuals came in and built massive companies And they they don't not come from the faith that we come from, which is fine. But they came in and they were a huge blessing to the community, huge, built roads and hospitals and schools. Yeah. And they were greatly respected. Yeah. And he challenged us. He goes, Why are we as Christ followers not thinking that big? Yeah. Why are we going in and changing complete nations and societies, the way we do business that honors God and gives opportunities to talk about what it means to be a Christ follower? in a very uh, personal, holistic way. And that, you know, that's not for all of us. I mean, right. by God's grace, we have built a sizable company, but the company I'm referring to is thousands of people that's bled by people who are committed to seeing people know Christ and make Him known in a, in a very personal way. I would love to see more of that. And there is money out there if you find the right opportunity, the right company and so forth. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks so much, Matt. Really uh, fun to catch up with you. Great to hear about what God's doing in your life and through you. And um, it's a little bit different. Usually I send people to the speaker's website. Um, But if you want to get in touch with Matt, either about his IT company um, or this uh, new company that he is taking over as CEO of, contact me. And then if I trust you, I'll get you in touch with Matt. So thanks so much, Matt. And uh, our listeners, as always, until the next time, be adventurous. BAM School, facilitating a global, self-funding, disciple-making movement through business. Thanks for tuning in to the BAM School podcast. Find show notes, free courses, resources, and more at 4BAM.com.